All right, I got Luis Cardona. This is Senior Vice President of Data Strategy at AST. How are we doing today? Doing well, Mitch. Doing well. How are you? I like the sweater. I like it. Looking good. Let's get <laughs> the market talk. It looks like the market just bouncing around. First thing, just overall market. How do you feel about the sentiment? Well, I mean, it's, it's it bouncing around, right? But the overall sentiment, when we think about it um, over kind of the bigger picture here, is valuations are down. And um, corporations and companies are a little spooked by that when they think out towards shareholder activism. So there's a couple of headwinds coming their way. And there's those concerns are really based on those lower valuations. Yeah, it seems like recently we really run into the wall with kind of climate control, different activism that you're seeing out there. So tell us a little bit about some recent changes that even are going on in the SEC that are really starting to bring up more concern about what's going on with these activists and shareholder control, right? I mean, at the end of the day, majority of the times you're looking at companies to try to just return the most to their shareholders. So what's going on here, Luis? Yeah, so it's a little bit of a perfect storm from a company standpoint and the risk of shareholder activity or shareholder activist activity. Um, There's a recent change that was implemented earlier this month or earlier last month, um, which allows shareholder activists to uh, nominate candidates um, on a single ballot. So in the past, they used to have to, activists would have to submit a separate ballot, separate from management. So there were two ballots that shareholders voted on. The new rule allows for a single ballot, the same ballot that the management pushes through. So the concern here is that it's making it a little bit easier to get these names in front of the shareholders. And in a sense, investors or uh, companies are concerned that there's going to be a potential for these activists to get their directors, their nominees elected on the board. Now, the bigger issue that they're seeing is that it's just coming at a really bad time for companies. And that's that perfect storm. The first part of the storm was regulation change. Second part is the valuations are down. So companies are at a point right now where, you know, the stock prices are are suppressed. And it's mostly because the capital flows are moving away from equity into the short-term cash and cash-like assets. And that's really engineered, right, by the Fed. Fed's trying to take money out trying to cool the economy down, take money out of the equity markets. Um, but that's really wreaking re- some havoc on the stock prices of these companies. The final bit that really makes it hard for these companies to get their arms around this is that they actually have strong balance sheets. We go earnings to earnings, especially into 2022. The theme is lots of cash. These companies do have a lot of cash and they're sitting on that cash, but they're preparing that cash as a war chest for the future recession. Activists want that cash returned back to the shareholders. Shareholder valuations are down. They will push a story. They will push negative sentiment against management saying that that money needs to be deployed back to the investors. You need to increase shareholder value with that money. They shouldn't just be sitting on that cash. So that's a driving concern that corporations have coming into next year's AGM proxy season. And this is the time, the fourth quarter is the time when the activists will start making their shareholder proposals and making some noise. Now, some companies are taking steps to protect themselves from shareholder activism. What can they be doing? You know, some some of it's a preemptive strike. I mean, some of it is corporate actions, right? They will go and maybe spend some of that, maybe return some of that, increase dividends, uh, maybe implement a buyback. So these are things that they're doing that they know that an activist might come up and say, hey, you need to do this. 
So they make in a preemptive strike looking to spend some of that cash. Other companies are looking around themselves and they're looking to do some mergers and acquisitions. So rather than just sit on all that cash, they're looking to take a corporate action, invest that cash back into the company and hopefully, you know, set off or make the activists look someplace else, right? Look at a company who may not be deploying their cash. And why would, uh, of course, why would these activists really try to work themselves on the board? What is that going to give them control over? Well, they want the voting power, right? And they want to be able to help guide um, the decisions of the company, right? So the primary decision is don't sit on this cash in, in this particular case, right? Sometimes the activists will actually get on the board and, and look to push the sale of a company. So anything that really kind of disrupts management, anything that's that, that says the current management's not doing the correct process, and these activists say we can do it better, that's why they want to sit on that board. So they can put those proposals out, they can make those decisions, and they can change the nature of the company. What I would say here is who wins and who loses in these situations? Do you feel the average retail investor, is this a good thing for the average retail investor? So it's a good question, right? It always depends on the company and the target and, and actually what is happening here, right? In the end, shareholder value, investors want shareholder value. So you can see why the argument from the, act, from the activist is compelling. Um, on the other side of it, management will say, look, during a time like this, where the shareholder value is being decreased due to market conditions, less about what we're doing on the management side, and we're just trying to kind of keep it steady, hold the, the pace the, uh, over the long term, um, the management will say, look, you need to give us a little bit more time. The markets will turn around, but the company is doing everything that they need to do to keep us, to keep the company valuable. And that's evidence in the balance sheets. So it really makes for a decision. It's not so much who wins, who loses. It really makes for a hard decision for retail investors, even all the way up to institutional investors. Now let's pivot a little bit here towards what we recently went through and kind of the 2020, 2021, we had that kind of like SPAC bubble, IPO bubble really come out. And it feels like we're really coming to the end of an era of free money. How do you feel that this will affect kind of IPOs and SPACs moving forward? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, those markets really depend on a lot of cash in the market and the Fed has made it known being as hawkish as they are, we're going to take that cash out. Um, so that's really what's happening is follow the money. That's what we're doing here is we're looking at the investors. We're looking at where they're shifting. And what we see in the short term is that they've actually shifted and moved towards cash and cash like assets, short term treasuries, looking to get some sort of return on the cash while trying to preserve their cash. Now, the question is, what happens over these next three months to six months? Does the cash-like assets become an actual investment strategy where they're going to sit in these cash securities for a long period of time? The thought is generally when investors move the cash is that they're just getting ready to redeploy it someplace else. But these cash accounts have been sitting there for a while and they've been still attracting all that equity money. So the question is, will that cash go back to the equity markets or will it just continue to sit in these accounts? And as interest rates creep up, it makes an, an argument to keep these this money in these cash accounts. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was for a long time where we had no alternative, right? I mean, there really was no alternative to try to get yields. And it feels like we're getting into a different time where there's yields elsewhere outside of the stock market. So it's going to be an interesting a dynamic to definitely keep watch. Thank you for joining me today, Luis Cardona. Tell me a little bit more about AST, because I think that a lot of investors might need to kind of hear about AST. Tell us 
about that before you get out of here? Sure, absolutely, AST. So we are a transfer agent, and what we do is we sit um, on the registered investors' books. So we manage the shareholders for all of our publicly listed companies. But we do a little bit more than just kind of sit and be a bookkeeper. What we're doing is we're analyzing the ownership information and we're helping companies make decisions during their life cycle, right? So if you think about a company, they have to move through a certain period of time um, throughout the year and then as years build on. So as they move from IPO all the way through mature large cap company, they have to make decisions along the way. So as their transfer agent, we're partnering with them, looking at their ownership information and reporting to them from a strategic standpoint, telling them, hey, this is what your investor base looks like. They're going to, going to expect certain things out of you, right? Um, and then as they make their decisions, we'll follow in real time. Markets are dynamic. Investors are changing. We'll follow how those investors are changing and we'll report that to them. And then finally, we'll also measure that information. So um, when those corporate actions happen, right, mergers, acquisitions, tender offers, annual general meeting of shareholders, when every, every time these events happen throughout the, the, the life cycle, our reports, our analysis will help them understand how effective it was. So we really are a partner with issuers um, and we work for well, almost 3,000 publicly listed companies. Well, anybody that's battling for the shareholders is good by me. So I appreciate you coming on today. We'll definitely have you back on and we'll keep watch to see what happens with the shareholder activism. Thank, Thank you. you for coming on.